Hello. (laughs) Great. We did not plan that. No, we did not. Um, What's up? My stomach feels a little weird. I just just now ate at dinner, so. Yeah, and you know what that means. My tummy's going to hurt after I eat anything or everything. Yep. IBS. (laughs) (laughs) IBS girlies, shout out. I'm obsessed. Okay, we're um, recording again, um, like, the second day in a row. So, Sydney got Lily yesterday. You'll have already heard episode 10. Yes. So, Lily is still quarantined in the pod studio. In the pod studio office. She's doing (laughs) a lot better. Her little cough is kind of going away. Mm -hmm. And she's a lot more, like, lively today and wants to, like, explore. And play and jump and run. So, things are going very well here, and I do you have any new updates on your rose and bud? Because mine are the exact same. Um, actually, yes. My, I was thinking about this in the car. Oh. Oh, she just sneezed. Um, she's very cute. She's so cute. <laughs> um, my rose is Hunter Hayes' new album. Oh, I have not listened. We're gonna listen to it when we match, but. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's really good. Like, it's. It's, like, slow country, and you know how that just kind of, like... Yeah, you love that. Like, whiskey glasses, <laughs> that is Perfect. Hunter yeah. Hayes, if you want to come on Water Match Podcast oh. and marry me... Yeah, first of all, marry Emily. Second of all, I love Hunter Hayes. We love Hunter Hayes. This, this is, is a Hunter stan, Hayes stan podcast. Yeah. Yes. We love Hunter Hayes. We so. love fucking Hunter Hayes. <laughs> yeah, my rose and bud are the same. Lily is my rose and my bud is this weekend. Yeah, and my bud is our costumes for Friday. Yes. We, we can't... Actually, we could tell them. Yeah, we can tell you guys because you guys gonna are going to listen yeah. to this after Friday. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um. Okay, so Emily and I are doing a group costume on Friday. We've been hyping it up to everyone we know. <laughs> Um, but we are going as Chaz Michael Michaels and James McElroy from Blades of Glory <laughs> in their, like, ice and fire outfits. Yes, Blades of Glory. And I don't um, know if you heard that, but she's meowing. Sis, oh, she's on the back of my chair. Oh, just like your sis. You want to come up here? Oh, she's up here. Do you have she's anything good. to say, Lily? Now's your time. She's like, no, oh my god, get She's me like, out of here. I gotta go, I'm too shy. I'm actually really scared. I'm too shy for the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, we're going as that. I just got stuff today. Sydney got it this week earlier. And you guys, I mean, you'll have already seen it. Because yeah, the it. pictures are up on the social media. Follow us on Instagram at WannaMatchPod. But we'll repost for this occasion because I have a feeling it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be so good. I Sitting on a wig, for God's sake. I got a wig, and we're wearing morph suits. (laughs) Yeah. Which, uh, it's just going to be incredible. It's going to be an incredible weekend. I'm very excited to just, like, let loose a little bit and have some fun. We've been working very hard. Oh, can you come (laughs) here to me now? Oh, now I'm holding this, Lily. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's... Let's... Oh, she's She's on on the the table. table. So that walking around is the cat... Oh, gymnastics! <laughs> oh no. Okay. Okay. All it's right. time. Lily, ta- this Lily, Lily segment time is over. Lily corner. Goodbye. Okay. I think we need to get into our topics because I think mine's gonna be really long. Oh, really? Mine's gonna be kind of short. So that's perfect because mine is the most notes I've ever taken for an oh, episode. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I have um, eight pages. Of oh my god, dude! <laughs> I usually have like five. <laughs> I 
Okay, so. Oh, I go first, right? Yes. Um, I am doing the Winnie the Pooh conspiracy theory. What? I've never heard of this. Yeah, so that. That's so exciting. The characters represent mental illnesses. Oh, okay. Maybe I have heard of this. And we're going to... Like on Tumblr. Yeah, we're going to dive. Take a deep dive. You know like, like Tumblr. DSM-5. Wow. Well, okay, so, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be very exciting. My theme for this week, my research was on the Flannan Isles disappearance. I have no idea what that even is. Perfect. I didn't either before I started research. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I yeah. love it. I can't wait to get spooked out of my mind. Yeah, you're going to be spooked. I like have been inspired. Continue... It, 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 in real life, it hasn't been Halloween yet, so I feel like I'm still in this, like, yeah. Halloween spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ew, your face. Sorry. Just... <laughs> she just crawled. The cat just crawled up my leg. Uh, okay. Won't... We gotta okay, go We match. gotta go. Oh okay. Emily, want to match? <laughs> yeah, let's match. Come on, Lily. <laughs> Read my notes? Yeah, sometimes. You always get mad at me for reading, for trying to read. I can't notes. actually read upside down. I don't even have my glasses I can't on even ever. do it either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're already recording. Well, hey, friends. Hey, we're back. We matched. We got a little too chong. We mooched. We matched, and right. we motherfucking listened to Hunter, Hunter Hayes. <laughs> and it was really good, Hunter. If you're listening to this, I know you are. Um, Hunter, great new album. Please send this to Hunter. Please send me some merch. <laughs> I would love a t-shirt. Or maybe, like, a crew neck. You don't have to send me anything, Hunter. You just have to... You don't have to do anything. Just keep making music. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I said on my own thing. Okay. <laughs> Let's fucking do this. You know... Okay. First, I want to, um... Disclaimer this. And I know it's kind of, um... Rude to do when I'm chonged. But I am a huge advocate for mental health. And when I am going into all of these, like... Mental issue, mental health issues and disorders, uh, and mental illnesses. I will. I am not making light of them. I'm just saying what the theory is saying. This is a comedy. Yes, show. this is a comedy podcast. We are not making light of them. If you want to talk about some real shit, go over to mdblog.com. Yeah, I um have worked in the like psychiatric realm before. I am very like familiar with a lot of very severe mental illnesses and how that affects people and right. I would never want to like yeah we're not um minimizing them but this is a comedy podcast yeah and we're talking about Winnie the Pooh so yeah. we're so not talking about real people <laughs> okay yeah okay so and also you know I love being a skeptic so we can yeah we love a conspiracy theory yeah we can fucking chat also I love Winnie the Pooh really I didn't well know I have you. a little I have that Eeyore oh yeah my like room growing up like when I was little little was Winnie the Pooh Wow, I didn't know that I, like, way. really like Winnie. My favorite children's book is a Winnie the Pooh one. <sighs> okay, well, this is perfect then. Well, I have that sticker on my laptop. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, I'm just going to spin my laptop here. It says, you are braver than you believe, you are stronger than you seem, and you're smarter than you think. That's a Winnie the Pooh quote. Oh, really? Yeah, well, Christopher Robin said it. Well, we're going to talk about fucking Christopher Robin oh, here. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shnikes. Okay. So, here's some fast facts about our friend Winnie. Um, Winnie the Pooh was created by an author, A.A. A. Milne, mm-hmm. and an illustrator, E.H. Shepard, mm-hmm. in 1926. And obviously this bear lives in the fictional Hundred Acre Woods, but it's set in what we think is Ashdown Forest of East Sussex. I want to have a sash in the Hundred Acre Woods. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you not agree, though? We can. Absolutely, we can. I mean, it doesn't exist, but if it did... I know. Like, we... Where's... Okay, what's your fictional sesh spot? Neverland. Okay. That's... Mine is like the, the Woods. The mermaids. Oh, that would be cool. Or, like, I don't know why, but I just really am feeling like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. Like, on the ship would be kind of fun. But I think that's just because I want... mansion? Oh, that would be cool. But I think I want Pirates of the Caribbean because I just want Kira Knightley to be there. Yeah, seriously. Because she's so hot. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hotty. I can't go one episode without showing how single and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, want a today to hot girl. <laughs> I'm cutting that. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> Um, okay, Disney took over the ownership of Winnie the Pooh in 1966 when it blew up, and obviously there's a ton of, like, theatrical things, TV things, um, and their really popular full-length movie, A Many, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I never think of Winnie the Pooh being Disney. Yeah, it's Disney. Um, but it makes sense that it wasn't made by Disney. Yeah. And then was imported into the realm. It, like, doesn't fit a lot of their other, like... Yes, exactly. But I love it. Like, I think it's so fun. And this fun fact is for our little friend, Nick, that's okay. listening. Uh, Winnie the Pooh has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So. Wait, but is he a celebrity? But is Winnie the Pooh a celebrity is the real, no. is the real question. Okay. So, um, in 2000, BBC releases an article that theorizes that all the characters in Winnie the Pooh. In 2000? Yeah. So, like, a long time ago. Yeah, like, almost 20 years ago. Yeah, I don't know why, like, I, well, I know why I do it, because I saw this on Tumblr first, but I just thought this was something that Tumblr people made up. This is very, like, Tumblr-esque. Yeah, um, it is very Tumblr-esque, and, like, a lot of people, there's, like, a viral tweet that was, like, how old were you when you learned that all the, um, Winnie the Pooh characters were based on mental illnesses? Yeah, like, that is very Twitter thread to me as well. Yeah, right, so it's, like, I don't know, but... An actual article came out that, like, kind of started its popularity in 2000 by BBC. And, um, that the characters in Winnie the Pooh might actually represent different mental illnesses or a play on those mental illnesses. Like, it's a, they're representing the mental illnesses that we see around us. Since then, it's been kind of like a tongue-in-cheek conspiracy theory that many threads have ran with and found evidences, aka, evidence of, like, in like, actual lines and, like, examples Yeah, of. like, they're trying to make it, like, canon. Right, right, right. So they're, the like... Tumblr phrases yes. are coming out. Yes. OTP. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. SMH. I guess that's not really a Tumblr one, but... Yeah, but you know what I mean. Okay, so let's start with Winnie the Pooh. What are you thinking? What are, For an, a what, mental illness? Well, let's not guess mental illnesses. That seems like a, a, a bad game, but let's, um... Maybe, like, using an educated guess. Yes, because like, I have, like, a lot of knowledge on... Well, that, but, like, let's, let's talk about just some, like, things that stand out to us that might... Oh, about Winnie the Pooh? Yes. Um, like, biggest thing. Oh, I don't want to say it. He's slow. A little slow. Yeah, he, little I even said that slow. in the beginning. He's, um, he's not the most in- intelligent. Bear. Yeah. He might have some learning delays. But that's actually not what his thing is. Oh, wow. Um, he is supposed, like, A.A. A. Milne was, like, he's supposed to be, like, the slow-witted, like, humpy like, I'm like, just a bear. bear. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I'm just a big hibernating bear. Yeah. Like, I'm just slow yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Winnie the Pooh is said to have an impulsive... Um, eating disorder. Oh. 
like a binge. Can, we gotta go back because it has all of them on there. I know it's okay. We're gonna go. Through I thought it. we were gonna guess. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't look. I guess <laughs> I forgot we were guessing. Yeah. Um, or we were talking about them first. Sorry, I, but do we don't have to do that? But I thought no, that's no, what no, we no. Let's doing. do it. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> next Whatever. one. Um, no, 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 not next one yet. Oh, we're so, still talking about Winnie. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh has an eating disorder. That also makes sense. Yeah. So, anyone who knows anything about Winnie the Pooh is he's like, I just want some honey. Yeah. And um, he is so obsessed with that, like getting jars of honey that he gets himself in like a lot of trouble, and it like definitely affects his life. Um. And, like, he makes impulsive decisions to obtain food. Um, the one article that I was reading was, like, he one time tried to disguise himself as a brain cloud to nab a honey jar. Aww. Um, which is, A, just, like, impulsive and silly. Winnie is, like, the cutest I know. He's so cute. He's so cute. But, like, it does have, like, people with binge eating disorders have a lot of, like, impulsive decision making when it comes to their binge. Yeah. Um... That they can now cite this as one of them. Um, so he eats until he's literally incapacitated or sleeping. Yeah. Which is another thing. Um, and then something, some think that he also kind of embodies somebody with ADHD. Um, because in every story he, like, can't complete the task. The task just kind of, like, falls in his lap. Yeah. Like, he, like, bumbles it up. Yeah. So much, like, he, like, fucks it up so much in the middle that like, it just is, like, yeah, and eventually, like, he tried to become just yeah. a rain club, but it actually just rained. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, he's so cute. I know, so cute. Um, so he's not very, like, task-oriented. That was, like, just, like, kind of, like, a secondary, like. Yeah. Um, and which can also go back to, like, eating disorders. Your attention span can be different. Um, but, uh, Piglet. I saw Piglet's. You did. Okay. Anxiety disorder. Anxiety, yeah, which is just straight right on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right on the pig nose. Um, he's as anxious as it fucking comes. He's like, oh, oh." Yeah, he's like can't even think. Yeah, he's so anxious. (laughs) Yes. So generalized anxiety disorder. Um he's like literally nervous when he's by himself. Like he he talks about situations when he was by himself, like, when I was at home, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then he also is nervous when he's in social situations. So just yeah. general social anxiety, or generalized anxiety disorder. And then on the X3, um, Axis 3 of the DSM-5, which is, like, what um, psychiatrists um, use to diagnose mental illnesses, um, he displays an inability to thrive in everyday life. Because of his constant worry. Yeah, like, he's so anxious, it's affecting his ability to live. To, yeah, like, to be... To, to be a functioning member of society. Yes. And yeah. keep in mind, he is a piglet, so... Right, he doesn't even have to do much. He <laughs> yeah. can't even do it. But they could, again, cite this. Um, Eeyore. He's my favorite. I yeah. love Eeyore. And the other day, Sullivan was like, I feel like you are Eeyore. And oh. I was like, um... <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I love him so much. He is depressive disorder. Yeah, he's definitely depressed. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, fairly clear. This is just, like... Like, he's a depressed Yeah, like, character. that's, like, what his whole shtick is, is that he's just sad and grumpy and... Yes. But he still somehow always manages to, like, help out the team. And <laughs> yeah. it's so cute. Yeah, he's... I mean, he definitely is a functioning member of the team. Yeah. But he has, like, his literal famous line is, why bother? Yeah. Why bother? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. I mean, we're not really doing the guessing anymore, so I guess we can. Yeah. Um, 
So, obviously, major depressive disorder, a big, like, symptom and a big marker of it is hopelessness in everyday life. And so, while, like, others of them, like, laugh at their, like, fuck-ups in 100 Acre Woods, can you hear just, like... Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about the people upstairs. It's like, uh, like, another dumb thing that happened Yeah, like, damn, my life is so Yeah, he, like, does not find any humor in it or, like, happiness at all. Um, okay, Owl has dyslexia and narcissistic personality disorder. This is kind of the one where I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this one. Yeah? Really? Okay. Just wait. Um. And poo a little bit, but I can kind of see poos. Okay, well, there's one where I'm, like, not 100% sold on. Okay. Um, so it appears Owl is very smart, obviously. Right. He's wise old Owl. Right. Um... And he wants everyone to think that he is. So he, like, really is, like, I was reading... Blah, 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 yeah. And um, telling all of them about that. But he often spells things wrong. And he yeah, off- the dyslexia I can kind of see. Yeah, and he often... Like, there's one episode that he... Of, like, a one of the TV shows that he misreads the word school for skull. Yeah, that's the... Um, my favorite children's book is based off that. Yeah. So there story. you go. Yeah, so, so he has issues like actually reading yeah. even though he's always reading right um so the dyslexia yeah kind of but owl just had to be ro- wise and owl really projects that he's the smartest in the room or like the smartest in hunters acre acre woods yeah even though like he frequently makes mistakes that he doesn't own up to mm, okay yeah i'm like not 100 percent sold on the narcissistic personality disorder either but i get the dyslexia thing all right tigger what do you think I think he's classic ADHD. Yeah. That's, like, before we even start. Yeah. Classic ADHD. ADHD. Um, Tigger is known as the hyperactive and busy character of the bunch. He never stays in one place for too long because he's always bouncing away on his tail. He can never get any tasks completed, and he always is making really impulsive decisions. Yeah. Especially socially. Like, he can't take social cues. He can't take, um, like, when he's with any of the people, like, he's getting them into trouble as well and making them make impulsive decisions. Yeah. Um, because he is feeling a little too hyperactive in his own, you know, thing. Right. Um. I love Tigger as well. Yeah, Tigger is cool, dude. I like Tigger as well. That's my stepmom's favorite. Really? She loves Tigger. Um, so, yeah, just, I think this is, like, a very severe example of Yeah, that is. And it's a bad example that's been painted painted of people with ADHD well this is too. like the classic like young boy mm-hmm. um personification of adhd yeah. whereas like when you said Pooh might have adhd i thought that was a really interesting comment and i think that's more how adhd would present in like girls mm-hmm. like not as outwardly like hyperactive yeah but just a little like more like less task or like task yeah it's, and stuff yeah like that, yeah like, executive function differences. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the one that I'm not fucking sold on, okay? Okay. Kenga, so yeah. Bruce mom, she's not on this thing that we're looking at right now, oh. uh, which will be on the show notes, but... Uh. Ooh. Ooh. That was a pusher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kenga apparently has social anxiety disorder. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that one. Yeah. So they were kind of reaching on that. Yeah. Really I reach. feel like she never is against a yeah, get-together. So yeah. So, apparently, Kenga is... um not seen as much as the rest of the bunch. bunch. Okay. And she's... Because she's a mother. Yes. Which I actually did right. She's over... She's protective and worried about Rue and almost to the point of overprotectiveness. But I literally wrote, she's a mother. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, aren't... 
I always just thought that um, Pooh, Pig, Tigger, and Eeyore were like around the same age and that Owl and the and Kanga were a lot older. I guess I don't know their ages, but like she's clearly a single mom also. Right, and like I, she's mom age, but I don't think Piglet is a Piglet is a piggy. And I'm like, like, okay, so baby. like on the DSM five, there's four axes of like um like conditions that affect your mental illness and the fourth axis is like environmental so it's almost like stuff that you have like no control over so right these are things that could give someone they could lead to a diagnosis of these things okay so you'd have so these these things are not in diet or axes four are not the only things that these will be on the instagram i'm really sorry this (laughs) is not like great for visual but um like, these are things that could lead to somebody to have that. But you can't just have the things in Axis 4 to get a diagnosis of whatever. Okay, we're yeah. back. I just, like, went on a rampage about, like, trying to, like, agree with the chart and, like, point it out. And we got a, a little lost in the chart. Yeah, and it wasn't good for you guys because I'm pointing at a chart that you guys can't see yeah. directly. You can see it on the show notes, though. Eh. Um, <laughs> you can follow the blog. Yeah, but, yeah. Whatever. Okay, so... It doesn't matter. Basically, Kanga... Some people think that Kanga has um, social anxiety disorder. A lot of other people think that there are environmental factors that might be affecting the way that she's acting. Right. Boom. Yes. That's what the chart is explaining. That's... And I... Honestly, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. But Sydney said it way better. Okay. So, Rue... Um, on this one, it doesn't say anything again. So, don't look at this one. (laughs) Again, we have some environmental factors that could be affecting the way he's acting. Okay? He had a single parent. blah, 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 blah. But... Somebody on, like, the threads and, like, part of the BBC article yeah. said, and this is from the BBC article, too, is the Kanga thing, the yeah. social anxiety thing, um, The is that he's on the autism spectrum. He's oh. supposed to represent somebody with autism spectrum disorder. Um, I could actually maybe see that. Yeah, so what, that one was kind of interesting to me because I would never have, like, that to me... Autism and the autism spectrum are such is such an interesting thing to me because I am not one at all to see any of those markers. Right. That's so interesting because I feel like I'm like very in tune with. I know I do. I think you are those. as well. I have a um a cousin who has a very severe form of autism spectrum disorder, um, which is like the actual disorder that people yeah. call autism. Yeah. Um, and he, I think, just like growing up with him, it's. He has such a severe form of it that I think it's really easy for me to, like, pick out, like, smaller. The less yeah. severe, severe things. Symptoms, yeah. 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 I I get that for sure. So, I, to me, I was like, oh, this is might be a stretch. And then when I was reading more, I was like, oh, I guess I kind of, like, like, I would yeah. never have pegged this. Yeah. If that makes sense. Or yeah. t- attribute it to, then, like, the autism spectrum. Right. I guess. Um, okay, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Again, another hard edit. We <laughs> got two. The last one was a little... I haven't even started it yet, but I know it's going to be a hard edit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, theorists have said that even as Gru- as Rue grows up, um, his attachment to, like, his mother doesn't change. So, he, especially, like, sitting in her pouch. So, realistically, like, kangaroos stop doing that. Right. And even as, like, he grows up in, like, the little Pooh series or, like... As he's hitting these like so psychoanalytic milestones, yeah. um, he's still Piaget. yeah, he's, Type shit. yeah, he still has these like these. He still is like really attached to his mom in a way that could be indicating 
like part of the that he might have a social yeah um problem yes and then he has no apparent awareness of danger that to me is more like kid like like, yeah that is very kid like to me yeah um and he like really is connected to tigger Mm -hmm. so i think that again that could be like access for like like that's his the community that you keep a lot of the times affects your um interaction so that's i'm like playing devil's advocate of the autism disorder spectrum because if he's like being his role model is tigger then a lot of his a little bit like yeah a lot of his actions are going to be a little bit more dangerous and risk-taking um so i'm again being the skeptic i guess in my own fucking thing okay christopher robin fun fact i always thought christopher robin was a girl what yeah until that's kind of crazy yeah like when i when i was Younger, for sure. And then I, like, probably, like, middle school realized it was a boy. <laughs> I swear to God. That's so funny. And I just thought it was a girl with a really fucking cool name. Like, I thought Christopher yeah. Robin was, like, her full <laughs> name. You thought her name was Christopher? Yeah, I honestly did. I thought it was fucking cool. And I, like, didn't ever question it. Yeah, so, okay. Girl some, boss. Yeah, so some experts, or, like, some people who actually study the DSM-5 think that Christopher Robin exhibits some markers of gender identity disorder in a child um really yes so they can um whether it's it's, interesting that this is still this like brings up a whole other conversation about like is having gender identity disorder like an actual disorder or is it yeah yeah which is not for me to yeah and that's neither here nor there neither here nor there being gay was in the dsm five like three i think right so like that's neither here nor there right whether or not but that is a mental disorder but yeah, absolutely. But we, but, or if it was, like, just designed by the authors because, um, an illustrator because they wanted the main, like, child character to be, um, like, more androgynous looking because, so they could relate to boys and girls. Yeah, maybe. Is it really that androgynous? Like, I guess you never really, like, see their face that much? Yeah, and, um... They don't use a ton of like identifying pronouns for Christopher Robin. Yeah, they don't. It's like a they lot of, use like, always person. like Christopher Robin. Yeah, or like they don't really use like a lot of like, and that's just a, like I don't know if that's just like how they wrote the book or it was like more. Um, it's aimed towards like the demographic of readers or whatever. Right. Like they don't want to use like any sort of, or they don't want to use as much many pronouns. I don't know, right. but like. It's not, I don't know. But when you're a kid, like, you don't really know, like, how to tell people's genders apart as well. And so you look for those hints. And so if you don't have them, it might be easier for you to, like, make that assumption. Right. And make make that assumption. And that's what I'm saying is, like, I just thought Christopher Robin was a girl. Yeah. Wow. Like, for so long. And because I thought it was, like, because I could relate to a little girl. Yeah. Because I, like, identify as a girl. girl. Yeah, Yeah. Like, I identify as a girl. And so... I was like, oh, like, I like that because... Yeah. And so, whereas, like, cartoons that were also made during this time had, like, bows or baseball hats or it was, like, very, like, they were very, like, gender norm oriented. Pig, or, pig. Winnie the Pooh was not. Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, gendered play going on. Yeah, so they, like, argue that there might be some gender identity disorder things things. going on but i think one that's like more so that was just like me throwing that in there because it's on this thing and i think that it's important to talk about but um uh the one that's like 
I can see more as schizophrenia. So, um, Christopher Robin lacks any supervision on these, like, adventures in, like, this woods. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was, like, created to be, um, in, like, East Sussex. So it's not, like, it's just a magical woods. I guess it's, like, I don't know. Um, there's no, like, parents ever involved. Um... And it's theorized that Christopher Robin interacts with different Winnie the Pooh characters based on his personality. Oh, so he has, like, a personality... Yeah, and mood changes. Disorder of some sort? Like, yeah. Uh, dissociative identity disorder yeah. or something? And so he is, like, actually talking to himself in these different moods. Oh, or, like, schizophrenia, I guess. Would yeah. would be also yeah. similar. Wow, that's also very interesting. I feel like that's just him being a kid, though. Yeah, you, like, talk... Like, you just have an imagination. Yeah. And- Having um, imaginary friends is, like, a very normal part of child development. Yeah, I think that... Also- it's, like, weirder if you... Well, it's, I think it's about 50-50. Like, half of the kids growing up have them and half don't. Yeah, right. I, um... I don't know. I think, uh... That one, like, makes more sense to me than the... Even though, like, my fun fact of, like, I did think Christopher Robin was a girl. Yeah. But, like, that one makes more sense to me than the other one. But I don't think that any of these necessarily are, like, you could always stick. I agree with <laughs> You that. know, like, I, I think, think a lot of it a is fun... a very loose association. Yeah. Like, I think that you could find examples of anything yeah. in cartoons that have been now created for almost 100 years. Right. Right. Like, you could be like, well, that's schizophrenia, and that's... Right. Also, like, I don't think this actually was created to be that, so... Yeah, actually, well, and that segues perfectly (laughs) into our conclusion. So, like, for all intents and purposes, like, for what we know, and based on, like, all the stuff that the authors ever said, like, obviously this didn't come out, like, this didn't really start getting any traction until the 2000s, so... Right. Author not able to comment, but um, the intention was for... was not for these characters to mean like mental health models in our everyday life right um however uh a.a milne was known to have like a severe case of ptsd Mm. so um the author was receiving like lots of mental health treatment and so it's not it's not a far stretch that these these characters would embody some of the treatment and, like, coping mechanisms that they were seeing in their, like, psycho... That's crazy. Like, like, if they were at, like, a... Like, who knows how other people were influencing their... Right, or, like, in treatment, or, like, they if they were going through these mood... These different moods and, like, these different diagnoses or something like that. Because with PTSD, you can have a lot of these symptoms of other mental... Right, absolutely. And, And so if they were kind of, like expanding on, like, what they were really feeling. Right. Oh, that's really interesting. I know. Yeah, like, that, I mean, I, I genuinely don't know, and like I said, <laughs> yeah, the author is, the author is not here to comment on that, but it's just, like, a cool, um, parallel you could draw, yeah, I guess. Yeah, a very cool parallel. Wow. Yeah. Pooh. Did you have imaginary friends? No. I don't think I did either. I don't, I don't remember any. I don't. I, like, didn't do that. I, like, no, I didn't have any. <laughs> growing up. You know what yeah, I'm like, saying? Like, my parents would maybe tell me I did, but I don't really think I did. Oh. Like, I, like, name my stuffed animals. But right, that's, but like, that's, like, not an imaginary friend, yeah. I don't think. There's, like, different levels to it, yeah. actually, if you do, like, the child development thing, but... Wow. Well, that's Winnie the Pooh for y'all. Alright. Should we go rematch? Let's fucking rematch. 
Hey. <laughs> that was so delicate. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hi, we're back. We're back. That was a very short break. We're it already a... very chi-chi-chi chonged. Um, I don't want you to be mad at me, but this whole time you've had something right in between your two front no, teeth. What? Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's a piece of pepper. Is it? From my sweet potatoes. Yum. I didn't know. Is if, it still there? I genuinely, to be honest with you, Sydney, I did not know if you had were starting to get a cool gap. You know those <laughs> tiny little like yeah no like cool so. yeah I like I've always wanted one but yeah I was like oh maybe she's kind of getting a cool gap. Oh my god, that'd be terrifying. My teeth should not move. No, I know they should not move, but I just didn't know what it was, and I didn't want to say that. Then have you be like, actually, I'm getting a cool. Yeah, actually, like, I just got home from the dentist, and it and, took you so long to notice. Yeah, I didn't want, and I didn't know if maybe you had that your whole life, but I would, and I'm just, like, high noticing it. Yeah. But. Okay, should we start? <laughs> okay, well, welcome back to One Match Podcast. Welcome back. Yes, we should um, start. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Flannan Lighthouse disappearance. Like I said, I had literally never heard of this before yeah, doing this, and now this. I'm kind of obsessed with it. So. Where are we? We are on a small island off the coast of Scotland okay. named Eileen Moore. Everything happens in Scotland. I'm yeah, we're like everything happens Lockness. in the UK and Scotland. Yeah. Um. So this area is about 20 miles off the western shore of the Isles of Lewis in western Scotland. Okay. So this is yep. the Isle of Lewis. Yeah. This we'll is western Scotland. We'll have these on show notes. Yeah. This is Eileen yep. Moore. So it's way out there. Well circled. Thank you. I, this map was really good. Um, the island's main use up until about the late 1800s was for sheep herding. So they would, I didn't know they did this, but they would take all their sheep <laughs> on a boat, bring them to this island so that they would have more room to graze. Oh. Because this was like unused land. Oh. And then they would bring them back. Yeah, we don't know anything about sheep. And like herding and shepherding. Like I just spoke for myself there, but. I know, I know, you're right, I know. <laughs> but I, um. But wow, that's yeah. Seems like a lot of work for. And this is, I think, also in ancient times too. Okay. Because Perfect. in 600 AD, mm-hmm. so the year 600, a small chapel was built on the island. Oh, that's it. That's the only building. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it became a stopping point for outgoing ships as they st- um, so they is a point that they could pray before going on like long missions. Cool. And like journeys. Yep. Love that. Yes. So historically, it has also been known as a paranormal location by locals and sheep herders. For Why like wouldn't it be? Right. Why wouldn't it be? Seriously. And then the chapel. <laughs> God. Was why do we always there. do this? <laughs> I'm always scaring everyone. Yeah, seriously. Next week I'll do a fun one. I promise. Um, historically, it has been known as a paranormal location. Often, shepherders, shepherds, shepherds. I think so. Shepherds would refer to it as the other country because they felt like it was just they like got on the island and they were in like a parallel universe, basically. You know that feeling, like a liminal space. Kind it's, of. It's kind of like. Um, it's like I'm, when you go to the grocery store and like the lights are really dim, but it's like bright outside. But then you go in and yeah, it's like dark I was and say, everyone is like looking at you and it's just like scary. Yeah, I was it's actually like, gonna like say, like uh, um, well, Applebee's is um, the Applebee's near us. Yeah, that is about, a liminal yeah. fucking space. Yeah. Every time we go to this Applebee's, something weird happens. It's like literally we go through a wormhole and we yeah, are, we end up in a parallel universe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you already know the feeling. So a ritual ended up developing where men would circle the chapel on their knees Ew. and praise God before going into the church. I don't like that at all. 
Yeah, I, they like, just felt like they had to do that. No, no, I would not want to see that. Or so, yeah, I wrote, we that. already have a lot of creepy stuff going on. Yes, here. yeah. And why did they think that was a solution to the creepy I don't stuff? Know, I don't know, I don't know. If I saw that, I would be like, fuck. Yeah, I'd be like, so we gotta go, <laughs> grab the sheep. There's a lot of points in the story I'm like, oh, fuck no. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. So, in 1895, construction begins on a lighthouse on the island. Okay. So they build a one lighthouse, a landing place for boats, stairs up mm-hmm. the cliffside to get to the lighthouse from the boat landings, yeah. um, and a rail car track. So they built like a little rail car track because huh. you can see it yeah, here. Yeah. Because it was so steep, like the cliff, that they could not like carry supplies up. Okay. So they would like put the it's like the shopping cart escalator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. But it goes up and down. So, um, especially like fuel barrels they yeah. had to bring up there. Like those are fucking heavy. They could not carry those all the way up. Because you can see it's really steep. Yeah. Like this is the landing down here <clears throat> and down here. And they would go all the way up. Yeah. Pictures on the social media. It's really cool. Go look at these pictures. When, when were these pictures taken? Like some of them. I think these are more recent pictures. This one looks so a little not old. D- disappeared. Okay. Sorry, the lighthouse I'm, didn't disappear. I'm, I'm. You're jumping, jumping ahead. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> December. So, construction continued until 1899, and it was officially lit for the first time on December 7th, 1899. Okay. So, now we're going to jump to almost exactly a year later, December 15th, 1900. Okay. This is when the first sign of trouble at the lighthouse. I don't like began. when you start the sentences like that. You've done them in any podcast <laughs> that I've gotten scared. This is when... That I don't like that. That scares the fuck out of me, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I think I, it just makes it like. Yeah, you are. You're such a good story. Seriously, you're such. Everyone on the podcast will agree with me here. Oh my you God. are such a good storyteller because I'm gonna cry. Literally, <laughs> no, you we gotta get one. Like, oh, she's oh, so sweet. She's so sweet. Um, but yeah, when you do that, I just <laughs> am like, okay, God. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so okay. <laughs> On, okay, so on December 15th, 1900, yep. there was a boat called the Arctur, Archter, I don't know, um, yeah, that was on a trip from Philadelphia to Leith, which is on the mainland of Scotland. Am I, oh, it's a bug. A little fruit fly. Um, so that's a long way. Like, I didn't know at that point that they could go, like, all the way across the yeah. ocean. Maybe I'm, like, an idiot. I, I guess 1900 is, like, I don't know about ago. this, so you're not an idiot. Right. So, it was passing by the island, and there should have been a lighthouse there. Yep. And, but it, the lighthouse was not on. Why? It, it wasn't lit. I don't know. Well, they don't know at this point why. And the weather was, like, bad that night. Like, it, they, it was storming. So, this is, like, exactly when a lighthouse is, like... I don't really get lighthouses, supposed to be, to be on. Sorry. <laughs> I just got a lot of notifications. Um, I think it's on all the time at night. Did you just get all those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lighthouse is on, like, all the time at nighttime. And it, like, especially in bad weather? I don't know. I don't know. But it wasn't lit, and it yeah, should have been yeah. lit. So, um, But in, in olden times, you might not know this answer either, and if you don't, that's fine. Um, In olden times, was it, like, actually, like, was it, how was it? Like, I think it was gas like, that like they lit. It was a fire. <clears throat> because it, they say fuel. They needed fuel for oh, the lighthouse. Yeah, I would assume sense. that that's just, like, natural gas. Right, so th- there's literally no reason it should not have been lit. Right. Like, there couldn't have been, like, an outage. Correct. Okay, got it. I'm here. So, the Arctur makes a note, and it continues on, and... <coughs> Sorry. And that's okay. On December 18th, 1900, 
the Arctur reaches Leith and notifies the Northern Lighthouse Board of the lighthouse issue. So this is, they tell the proper authorities right. who they're supposed to fucking tell. So, a boat called the Hesperus was already scheduled to be dropping off a relief lighthouse worker because the lighthouse is supposed to be lit, I think, all the time. So there's three people who lived on the island mm-hmm. and just took care of the lighthouse. That was their only job. Right. And they would, like, rotate in and out. I don't know how. I like that. Yeah. So they were already going. They were supposed to get there on December 20th. And at this point, it's December 18th. So the board is like, hey, when you guys go, like, when the new lighthouse worker gets there, this we should figure this out because, like, yeah. you'll meet the other people. Right. We'll talk it out. We'll see what happens. What the fuck is what this What the fuck doing? happened? Right. So, unfortunately, there's inclement weather. And, you know, ships can't ships. go in inclement weather. Ship so, happens. Ship happens. They were not <laughs> allowed to leave when they wanted to. So they didn't get to Eileen Moore until December 26th. So the day after oh. Christmas, 1900. So six days. Yeah. They were, so at this point, the lighthouse has been out for at least... S- 11 eight, days. Yeah. Since the 15th? Since the 15th. Yeah, 11 days. Yeah. At least. They don't wow. fucking know. Holy fuck. Okay. Right. Um. So Hesperus finally makes it to the island. And James Harvey, who was the captain of the boat carrying the lighthouse worker... Tells him, basically, the lighthouse worker's name is Joseph Moore. Mm -hmm. Captain Harvey is like, yo, if nothing is wrong, you can go up. We'll wait here for, like, a couple, like, an hour or something, and then we'll leave. So, something, if nothing's wrong, just go up there and don't come back out. But if something's wrong, come back down, and, like, we'll figure it out. But the boat can't get all the way to shore. This is, okay, hold on. This is, like, kind of the scariest part. No, God. (laughs) The boat can't get all the way to shore, so they basically have to do, like, a, ch- a tender in yeah. to the island. So, that at this time, the tender was just a rowboat. Oh, so amazing. So, James Moore rowed to the island alone, completely alone, and got off. Right. Of alone. Course. Yep. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they, he has one hour. You have one yeah. hour to light the fucking thing basically. up. Basically. Or get back or here on, your, back. Rowboat, on right. your rowboat. Yeah. So, and the Hesperus had lit off a... Um, flare to like alert the lighthouse workers that they were stopping at the lighthouse and when they got to the dock yeah they like pulled up and they were like oh fuck because the dock was the landing dock was not ready for a boat to arrive there was no one standing down there there was no like equipment to help unload things there was like nothing and they couldn't find anyone so (sighs) there should have been three people down there or two technically there's three other lighthouse workers who were supposed to be on the island that day james james ducat who was second in command. Yeah. He was, um, Tom, I wrote this in the wrong order. Thomas Marshall is first in command. He's like the head lighthouse worker. Mm-hmm. And William MacArthur, who is a, they called him like, I don't know. They called him something weird. The officiant, the official. He was like a rotating person, I yeah. think. So <laughs> I wrote, I could never go up there alone. No, no. Especially if no, no one came to meet me. Like I could not no. walk all the way up this fucking hill alone yeah, to go no. check it out. No. Like, fuck that. You have one hour, bitch. Right. So he walked all the way up this big hill to the lighthouse all alone. And he reported feeling, like, a very negative energy all the way up. Like, he could just feel like something was wrong. Like, a sense of dread. Um, Which, like, no fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Like, that's the scariest thing I've ever fucking heard. Me walking up any hill ever. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Me looking at a hill and knowing I have to walk Uh... up So he finally reaches the top of the the cliff. And there is still not a single sign of a human being. He could not find anyone. But the lighthouse door is closed, but it's unlocked. So, like, it wasn't, there was, like, no one met him, but the door was unlocked when okay. he went in. Okay. But it's not hanging open. Yeah. 
he finds all of the clocks in the compound were stopped and all of their beds were unmade in their rooms. Why? He but also, not them? Not, he hasn't found anyone yet. Okay. He also sees that two out of their three like winter rain jackets are gone, but one is still there. Okay. So what the fuck? And in the kitchen, he finds a half-eaten meal at the dining table and a chair, like, tipped over like someone was sitting in it and got up really quickly and the chair, like, flipped back. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but nobody there. Ew. Yeah, so at this point, he's like, fuck this. Yeah, I this gotta This is another, go. oh, fuck no, yeah. I'm fucking leaving. And he probably runs his happy little ass back down the hill. If I saw hill. one clock stop. Right? I would roll down the hill yeah. like, a, like a sausage roll or something. <laughs> I don't know, that's, like, Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fuck, he's like, guys, yeah. you'll never fucking believe this. Like, he gets back there? Yeah, he gets back to the dock and he okay. rows back out and he's like, yo, this is some fuck shit. You guys <laughs> got to come look at this. So Captain Harvey orders, because he didn't find anyone. Like, yeah. he still didn't find anyone. So Captain Harvey orders that two, some sources said two, some sources said three crewmen with more to go back up and do a full sweep of the island. Like, all the outside grounds, everything. So he brings back the second captain. And at least one crewman, maybe two. They do a full sweep of the island and find no one. So what the fuck? Yeah. Terrifying. Yes. <laughs> so they say to more, and again, this is what have been a moment I would have fucking noped the fuck out. Yeah. You stay here. We're going to go back to Leith. In the boat? Yeah, the Hesperus. We're going to go back. And I think they left a couple people there, not just him. I think they left, like, the three people that they sent out there. We're going to go back to Lewis, Scotland. That's, like, the closest yep. island, town. And we're going to, like, a report, like, report back and be like, yo, like, these people are all gone. And, like, the lighthouse is burned out and, like, all this shit. Because that's why the lighthouse is burned out. There was nobody there yeah. to keep it running. So, once they arrived, Captain Harvey sends a telegram to the Northern Lighthouse Board. Oh. Oh, this is, these are the three men. I don't know what order they're in. They didn't tell me, but James Marshall. Yeah, look at their mustache. Yeah, they all look like very Scottish yeah. to me. God. <laughs> and like, I love that they're standing in like height yeah. order. <laughs> so funny. Um, so this is the telegram. He sends, a dreadful accident, and I'm going to post this on the yeah. thing. A dreadful accident has happened at the Flannins. The three keepers, Dukit, Marshall, and the occasional, that's what they call them, the occasional, MacArthur, have disappeared from the island. On our arrival there this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. First, a rocket, but as no response... Fired a rocket, but (laughs) I I also am dyslexic. Um, No, I'm not. No, she's not. (laughs) But has no response was made, managed to land more, who went up to the station first, but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped, and the other sign indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Ew. Poor fellows. They must have blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming on, we could not wait to make something as to their fate. I have left more McDonald, buoy master, and two seamen, so they did leave people there, on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I repeated this wire to Muirhead in case you are not at home. I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. So he's like, yo, you better get over here. Like, yo, this is a big fucking yeah. deal. We're scared. Right. So. No, I don't like that. I don't like that either. <laughs> I'm scared, Sid. Yeah. We're like pretty much through like the scariest. Okay, part. okay. 
The, in my opinion. <laughs> awesome. The men who were left at the island, all of those people I just read off, um, started investigating. Because basically, um, Harvey was like, you guys do like an in-depth sweep now. Like, look at everything. Yeah. Where um, the fuck are these dudes? Yeah. So they discover that at the west end of the island, they find a storage box had been destroyed. That was 150 feet above the sea level. Mm-hmm. Or 100 feet above sea level. Iron railings had been bent and ripped out of the concrete. So, like, the railings down to the dock. And a 2,000-pound rock had also been blown over. Like, it had been what? moved. Because they could see the indents yeah. in there. Um, up, like, higher up on the top of the west end of the cliff, they find that a strip of grass had been ripped out of the ground and pushed back more than 33 feet from the cliff's edge. What does that mean? So, like, the turf... Yeah. Like, it's not, like, turf material, yeah, but it's grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, like, pushed. So it's, like, just dirt right there until there's a big heap of grass. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck? What did this? Right. So, December 29th, 1900. This is when Robert Muirhead, who was the superintendent of the Lighthouse Board, arrives on the island to do an investigation. So they send someone as quick as they can, but it, like, takes a couple days. Yeah. So at this point, it's been... 14 days. Four, 14 days. So two whole weeks mm-hmm. after supposedly the last yeah. Ted Scene light. Um, and he confirmed everything that the men had already found, basically. He that's what he found in his investigation. So, but he was a lot of able to give a lot more insight into what may have occurred. Okay. So when Moorhead looked at the jackets, at the single jacket that was left behind, he concluded that the coat was belonged to MacArthur. So, okay. so Duke two- and the oh, fuck, what's the other one's name? Sorry, everyone. Marshall had taken their jackets and mm-hmm. MacArthur had not. Which would seem to conclude that those two had left first. Oh, Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan. Sullivan's cooking in the kitchen right now. Seriously. He's always just making noise. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's okay. Well, we're going to power through. So that would, like, if you're using an inference, it would be assumed that Marshall and Ducat left first in their coats to do something official mm-hmm. and then MacArthur either saw something or heard something that made him like run out of the yeah. cabin without it. Um, and something really bad must have happened. He also concluded because like the official rules by the lighthouse board state that there must always be one person inside the lighthouse for this exact fucking reason. They yeah. don't want, no one to be here manning the lighthouse. Yeah. So basically they think that Marshall and Ducat left to go do something. They said, hey, MacArthur, like, you got to stay here because we always need someone in here. And mm-hmm. something really bad happened and he had to run out. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. He also stated that the, dam- the damage done to the landing on the west side of the island was almost unbelievable. <gasps> and that he hadn't seen anything like it ever. That scares me. That's like, that is like paranormally. Yeah, he also found the crate of ropes that they were talking about. So the crate that had been overturned. Mm -hmm. It was usually stored about 70 feet above the landing platform on a supply crane that had been knocked over and the ropes were flung all over the rocks. Okay. So there was just, like, shit everywhere. Yeah. The other interesting piece of information was that the logbook, he couldn't, nobody else could access it but him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why. It might be, like, in a safe or something. Or nobody looked at it, but... So, I have some logbook entries. Ugh, no. December 12th, 1900. Marshall wrote, Severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen in 20 years. Ew. Okay. Yeah. 
And they, he was the lead lighthouse yeah. person, the most experienced. Um, so he, James Ducat, like, didn't write a lot in the logs at all. But it had also been noticed noted that the third in command, MacArthur, was extremely experienced. And he had been um, described by his peers as, like, a tough Scottish brawler. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, a big dude who, like, was tough. Yeah. But on the log, it was noted that he could be heard crying on December 13th. Or December 12th. Because Ooh. of the storm, maybe. Yeah. But, like, he's, like, a tough dude. So why would he be crying about a storm? So December 13th, 1900, the log reports... Of the storm getting worse, and they report that all three men are praying in order to survive it. Oh my god. And then I on, don't like that. <laughs> on December 15th, 1900, the log reads, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Fucking scary. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, that is God scary. is over all. What does that even mean? Like, yeah. to this day, they don't know what that means. So, M- Muirhead concluded that on December 15th, 1900, the men had gone down to the West Landing... To secure the ropes that had fallen out of the crate. Yeah. And a big wave, like a really, really big wave, came and knocked them and washed them away out to sea. And knocked all that stuff, like yeah. that rock and the turf yeah. and shit? Yeah. Okay. So what do you think about that? Um, I want to believe that. Okay. <laughs> I really <laughs> cool. would like to believe that. Do you believe it? I mean, I don't know, because that's really scary. And the log said that the storm ended on December 15th. Yeah, but, like, weather is weird. Right. And, like, the sea winds are weird and, like, waves, you know? I never trust the water. Yeah. Whenever something's with the water, I'm like, that is fishy because water is so scary. If you read my fucking journal, you'd realize, like, sometimes logs are not Not reliable. Right. Right. And, yeah. So you're making a good point. I want you to keep that in mind. Okay. So let's learn some more info about this. Yeah. So, what if I told you that there were no storms reported in that area on December 12th, 13th, 14th, or 15th? Then I'd be like, these are fucking liars. It didn't even, I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's like, I don't believe any of these men ever yeah. existed. That's not true, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, there weren't storms reported until December 17th. So, that would be like days, that would be days after the Arctic would even have seen the. Right. But there were bad storms on those days because the other boat couldn't get out, you know? Yeah. So, there were storms going through. Um, the timeline just doesn't match up, is what a lot of people are saying. Also, they said, in calm weather, you could see the lighthouse from the island of Lewis. Like, a certain section of the island. You could yeah. see the lighthouse from there. And that in bad weather, you could not, because it would get too, like, foggy and shit. And mm-hmm. nobody had reported not being able to see it. Oh. Like, usually people, like, comment about it. But, like, everyone could see it all those days. According to them. Yeah. So, so they were seeing it, they were seeing the lighthouse, but the, okay, yeah, yeah, we're, like, talking about that wormhole thing. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, also, Murhead's theory doesn't really address the coat situation. Right. Because why, also, why were all three men brought out to sea if one was always supposed to be in the lighthouse? Yeah, did he just, like, hear a huge wave and then right. run out to make sure they were all So okay? that's, like, what basically people th- were thinking. Yeah. That's what Mayhard was thinking was that, like, a big wave. Either he saw it coming, so he went to warn them and he didn't have time to grab his coat, or, and then he got washed away with them, or he went down to check on them after hearing a big wave and he, um, yeah, washed out. 
to see in a secondary wave of some sort. Yeah. So, something else to be a little skeptical about this is the men were all extremely experienced. MacArthur had, like, a bunch of experience, and he was third in command. So, this was not, like, a rookie staff here. Yeah. Why was the Sorms freaking them out so much if they were all that experienced? Right. Also, they're in a house. Right. They're 150 feet above the sea level, which I have no idea if that's a lot. I think that's kind of a lot. Like, this cliff looks really high up. Yeah, I don't really know either. But it's, like, an island? Like, I don't know. Again, I always just assume that the water can do crazy shit. Because it can. Yeah. I always assume the worst about the water. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, And they were in a brand new lighthouse. This was, like, the safest lighthouse that had ever been built. Because it was, like, the newest one. Right. So, why were they that scared if it actually wasn't that bad? So, also, no bodies were ever found or washed ashore. Or found, like, floating at sea. And we know from our Alcatraz episode yes. that in the cold December water... The bodies would still have been, like, floating and preserved yeah. at that point. Right. And nobody found any of them. <laughs> I don't know. So, some historical theories. This yes. is what people have been saying for, like, centuries to happen. A lot of people think that Moorhead's theory, they don't believe it. Because they're like, so many things here don't add up. Right. You were just kind of trying to sweep it under the rug. And something bigger happened. Either, like, aliens or a sea serpent came. Like, a monster That's of some sort. That's literally what I... Okay. I'm not going to lie. Um... When I heard the rock and the turf thing, I was like, yeah. it's a monster. Yeah, like a, like a Loch Ness monster, yeah. or like a, but like a sea serpent is yeah. what people are thinking. Um, Fun I'll, fact, I have a Loch Ness monster check too. Yeah, we love a Nessie in this house. <laughs> um, So, or that it was like ghosts, like they were really like haunted. Uh, or like I said, an alien abduction, like yeah, paranormal. I'm all gross to me. Um, Or people thought that they may have like planned all of this and like planned secretly for another boat to come pick them up and they like wanted to just like leave and start a new life. Somewhere else. Which seems, I don't think there was a lot of evidence. They're like, they didn't say any evidence to that. They just said also, that was a historical Also, like, theory. seems like they didn't need to do that. Right. Like, it's just like, just, just, leave, just literally go on a boat and go somewhere else. You don't yeah. need to, like, have, be dramatic about it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to move a 2,000 pound rock. Seems right. But this stays intensive. in. Yes. It, like, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah. They couldn't have done that. Right. By themselves. Um, so it has also been said that over the last 100 years, the lighthouse keepers have heard voices in the wind. Ew. And heard them saying the names of the three men. Ew. Yeah. Uh, but this stays in lore for the lore for like ever. Like people in Scotland like still talk about this case. Yeah, um, I'm people sure. have wrote songs about it. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about some modern theories here. So all of the experts say that all of these theories are complete like BS. Yeah. And that it really was a storm. And there's a kind of a lot of evidence to prove that that's probably what happened. Right. So, again, we can rest easy. There's yeah. an explanation for all of this. Let's hear Yeah, more. I really would like to believe the experts on yeah. that one. <laughs> I don't like to think that there's, like, a fucking monster that moved that fucking rock and grabbed them or anything. Yeah. Weird. Right. Because, like, that's scary and that doesn't exist. <laughs> so, yeah, that's very scary to me. Um, a lot of historical experts say that no logbook has ever been found. So, they don't even know if they're keeping a log. Oh. And that the logbook never even existed. And that was just inserted into the story, like, via pop culture. And, like, oh, yeah. And also, like I said, like we said Because the dates that, don't match up. The, like, times don't match up. Yeah. And, like, like we said before that, you don't know how accurate a logbook can be. Exactly. You were yeah. right on the money. You have no idea what these people are writing down. You have no idea. You can't, like, confirm that this ever is actually the truth. Right. You don't know what they're, even they're, like, you're not doing enough, like, scientific data to use this as scientific evidence right and they never found like a diary that matched up they never found you know what i'm saying yeah they don't have any of that 
Also, the lead lighthouse worker, Thomas Marshall, had previously been fined for not properly securing equipment during a storm. Yo, okay. And he had been fined like five shillings, which I didn't fucking do the comparison. I think that, I don't know. But that's like apparently was a lot of money to them back then. Like it was kind of a big fine for not doing that. Like maybe like $500 or something. Yeah, so he's experienced, but he's a little lax. Yeah, he has been, he had (coughs) been painted as lax. And so a lot of people think that he was trying to like not look that way anymore and like prove himself. So... Experts believe that a bad storm blew in mm-hmm. kind of unexpectedly. They weren't really expecting it. Mm-hmm. And they knew that the ropes weren't secure enough because, like you said, he's a little bit lax and he didn't want to get fined again. And so mm. they left to go fix it. And um, also, I, th- I wrote down, like, I think being too experienced also can make you cocky. Yes. In some cases, especially if you're, like, lax about certain things. Yes. I'm um, like, you're not taking it like super seriously mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like you're more confident than you are, especially like I said, the water, like you can never undermine the water. You yeah. always have to like be on guard That's like, it will do shit. To that you. is like literally one of my biggest fears is like open water because yeah. quite literally we have not explored like so much of our water systems yeah. that you, we have no idea what is in our oceans. Right. And how many times do you hear about a, a summer? I mean, we live in um, an area with like a lot of water landlocked. and we're but, landlocked, but we have a lot of like water. Yes. And how many times do you hear of someone like getting drunk and jumping in the water and drowning? Like a lot. Like it happens. Yeah. Like every summer there's a case of somebody doing that. No, I know. But, but I think that that to me makes the most sense that, that, like something happened in the ocean like yeah like, and the ocean that's what i'm saying is the yeah, ocean is scary. like scary way worse than a lake right and if there's any sort of like storm or weather component to this even like before or after you never know what the like like ripple effects of that in the surrounding areas can be right and there can be such isolated storms and isolated winds and isolated waves right. like how do you even know especially if no one's paying attention yeah and if the he's lax this is what i i'm for that one that I'm no longer a skeptic I of that thing yeah so it is it is believed that Moorhead was right or semi right in saying that like the first two left then MacArthur saw something or heard something that made him run out to check on them and then he succumbed to the same fate that they did whether that was at the same time or like a secondary moment and they got swept away and they were just never found but yeah I think that that's exactly what happened yeah that's interesting. But it's become, like, kind of one of those stories of, like, yeah. ooh, like, like oh. the Flannan Lighthouse disappearance. That, <laughs> that was pretty, not a Scottish That accent, was actually but. pretty better than I could have done. Yeah. Wow, that was, that's so interesting. I've literally never heard of that in my life. I didn't either. Like, I, like, like why aren't more people talking about this? And like, honestly, I don't know a ton about, like, I, I very much showed throughout that whole thing. I don't know anything about lighthouses. Neither and do I, I. They're kind of, they're so cool looking and, cool. like, like, what they do is so cool, but, like, yeah. I don't know anything about them. I don't either. I've never... I don't think I've ever seen one. Not in person, I don't... I uh, Maybe I have in, like, St. Augustine. I don't know. But, like, if I... Like, I don't think I've ever seen a working one. I would agree with that. I think I have... Maybe when I was in the Bay Area, they have, like, big... I was just gonna say when like I was in, in Tanzania, I definitely in, did, but... Big, big, like, industrial ones, but never ones No, that not, like, like an old one where the yeah. people, like, lived in it and, like... Yeah, like, it, it's did attached, the whole like, thing. a lighthouse. Yeah, that's, like, really cool. Yeah. <sighs> Send us some money and we'll go stay in a lighthouse. Yeah, we will stay... I'll stay in a haunted fucking I'll stay lighthouse. in this one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Let me I'll Adam. sleeping bag this bitch. Yeah. 
But I'm I'm riding that escalator up. I'm not walking that hill. No, yeah, I'm getting in the little cart. Yeah. I don't know what the weight limit is, but I'm getting in I'm it. getting in an oil drum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, Just everyone. another up fucking episode. You How guys... long was that, like, really long or no? It didn't no. feel that long. I don't know why my notes were so long. An hour and four minutes. Oh, not bad at all. Look at that. Look at we us. We rock. Um, and you guys are probably, it's probably going to change. The whole time is going to change for you guys. Yeah. It always does. I always send it to you, and, I, and then I'm surprised by it either growing, like, three minutes or being subtracted by like 12 it's just, yeah it, it's always a the magic Russian roulette for me too <laughs> the magic of <laughs> okay yeah so guys if you have an idea for a podcast email us at wannamatchpod at email <laughs> gmail.com gmail.com make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at wannamatchpod and make sure to like and rate this fucking podcast on apple and spotify yeah and follow and subscribe wherever you're listening because it really helps us and send us money <laughs> In Please. the mail. <laughs> I would love to do this. Yeah. As a job. So. <laughs> yeah, listen to the last app. Throwback. Okay. Okay. Bye. bye. We love you. Bye.